Three, two, one. Hello, you all right? Oh, hello! No, it's. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Okay. Shh. You all right? You all right? Hello. <laughs> all right, Miss Anna Amelia, tell everybody why hello? we're saying you all right as our intro. <laughs> because we're learning about London. Yes, about England. London is a city. England is a country. Okay. England. The UK is a series of countries that belong to their own economic union, I think. We didn't really go into the politics of it because yeah. you said no. Can you tell us why you didn't want to go into the politics of learning about England? Because it just feels like a hot mess. From the debates to, to, to like all the all the stuff going on. It just seems like a hot mess. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay, so, Oliver, where is Daddy now? England. England? Yeah. That's where Daddy is? Yeah. So what is the tradition when Daddy travels? We learn about the place that Daddy is at. Yeah. And that place is England. England. Just, yeah. I don't think that we've done an episode before about what we do as unschoolers when daddy travels away from yeah. us. So this will be our first study abroad, right? Daddy abroad, study abroad um, episode. Mm -hmm. Maybe we can go back and look at some of the other countries that daddy has gone to and mm -hmm. talk about what we've learned Mm -hmm. um, and we do this because we want to be world schoolers and we eventually want to travel with daddy. We are, at first we were just waiting for Oliver to get out of diapers, but then because of 2020, it kind of, yeah, everything back a just kind of so. crumbled down in 2020. Yeah. But we out of that. That was 2020. We out of that. Yeah, so we, good. we snap him back. back. We snap him back. Right. Mommy has already gone to, to. Um, Palestine, Israel with daddy. So, you know, the reality and the dream of us traveling with daddy is, is coming to be, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's get back to the topic of England. Oliver, what do you remember from our studies of England? What language do they speak in England? I give you a hint. It sounds like England. England doesn't sound like that. English. <laughs> England speaks English. Why are you saying English? They don't speak American. They speak English, which is very different from American. Right? I didn't know, there, I didn't know that it was classified as two like, different things. I thought it was American English and North British English. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know it was classified as American. Like, but like, mommy, but what you don't know is that a lot of mommy, American words are still Native American and mommy, words. Also, like, well, mommy, I mean, you do know also, that already. Mm -hmm. mommy, what what I, American English words mommy, that are aren't mommy, really English? Mommy also South America. Okay, hammock is South America is America. South America is where your ancestors are from. And then like, English. No, Arawaks. You didn't come from penguins. You came from Arawaks. <laughs> Ollie, you... Ollie... Hey, descend from penguins. Like we never go to North America. We're in um, North America. Um, we left the north of North America to come to the south of North America. That sounds confusing. A.K.A. Southern United States. Do you want to go to Canada, which is further North America? We should get hop on a train and just go to Canada. What? 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 Oh, well, we're going to talk about ground? all of that. What's stopping Where? us from just hopping on a train as if we were in, you know, the Europe. But, okay. So, yes, Ivy. American word <laughs> that is not really English word is hamaka, a.k.a. hammock. Hammock. 
Another word that is American English, but not really English, is barbecue. That's an barbecue Arawak sauce. word. Barbecue sauce. And hurricane. Barbecue sauce. Yes, barbecue sauce. Barbecue sauce. Oh, no. But how about some England English words that are not the same as American English? Chips mean fries, and crisps mean mean chips. Yep, 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 yep. And And like almost everywhere else in the world, soccer is called football. Yeah, that's yeah, that's like a global thing. Yeah, that's basically a global thing. Yeah. So let me see here. We got some more words for you. Um. So yeah, they say they say you all right instead of hi. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, chips are French fries and crisps are chips. Mm-hmm. And then they don't go on vacation; they go on holiday. Holiday, right? So in in the U.S., holiday means like. A day, one like singular one specific day. day of the year where you celebrate something, and and that's like when the banks are closed, so that's government businesses are closed. closed. So sometimes private businesses may or may not be closed, but for the English, a holiday is what vacation in America. No, not necessarily America. They go places Americans never heard of. I know, but like it's holiday is. Vacation, but it's holiday. Yes, but how long is a holiday for for the English? Around like three weeks. More than that. More than three weeks. Five point six weeks. Five point six weeks. Yeah, so what they get five to six weeks forever? of holiday. So you basically, if you are English, you get like a whole month and almost a half off Oits. from having to work. Wait. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to fight Oits. for it. It's guaranteed, given to you. What? So you just go live somewhere else in the world oits. for a month and a half. Mommy, do you know what oits I think means? we need to immigrate to England. Mommy, do you know what oits means? No, I don't know what that means. Oi? And also considering oits. plane tickets are way cheaper. Oh my gosh, let's get into that part. Like you can, so right now I would love for us to just hop on a train and go to Canada. Mm-hmm. You know how much that would cost for one person? Like over a hundred dollars, sweetie pie, a thousand dollars. Oh my god, that is the main reason why we have not just gotten on a train and traveled either just the U.S. or to Canada, because they it's so expensive. Like it's like that's more than our groceries. Uh huh. That's more than the groceries. But now, when I was in Israel, guess what? I hopped on a train for like thirty dollars and traveled up and down the entire country sightseeing and we learned that like a train ride in the uk is something like 15 pounds which is like 15 dollars to travel not just the entire country but like throughout europe you can just hop on a train for just a few bucks a few pounds as they say and like see you can get on a plane for 30 to 50 pounds Thirty to fifty dollars to get on a plane. If we wanted to get on a plane just to go to another city in Texas, we're already talking about two to three hundred dollars round trip, mm-hmm. right? So, like, yes, we want to be world travelers, but I think the key for us to be world traveler is to first get out of the U.S., mm-hmm. recoup from that, and then tra- bounce, 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 bounce. You know what I mean? Okay, so, um, let's see. So, yeah, travel. Mm. Really, really cool mm-hmm. in England because it's cheap. You can even get on, like, a luxury bus for $75 Which and be driven just... around. Which is excellent. Excellent. Yes. Right. And there's benefits to being on a bus or a train or a plane. You know, plane, you get a sky bird's eye view. Mm-hmm. You know, train, you get a more of a ground level view, yeah. but it's still going fast. But a bus is a little bit slower. You can take in more stuff. You can see things differently. Maybe if it's a bus with a tour guide, you can get some information mm-hmm. about what you're observing and what you're passing. So that part is cool, right? Yeah. Oliver, would you like to get on a train ride and travel across England and sightsee? Oh, okay. So let's talk about the people, like IRL people, not textbook people of England. Mm-hmm. What did we learn from listening to different people's experiences in England? So this one person said that 
It like people are nice when they're acquaintances with you. Or like But they'll do what if they like you? Kind of like just mess with you a bit. Yeah, they'll make fun you. of you. What we call bullying in the US, like bad intentional bullying, they call liking a person in England. That's culture shock. That's culture shock. Okay. What else? Anything you'd like to ask? I mean, we could talk about the geography of of, England, of not England, but the UK. What countries are the UK made up of? You know how I got over here? You crawled. No, I teleported. You teleported? So can you teleport to England and tell Daddy hello for us? No. Mm, so the biggest one is England. Mm-hmm. Then there's Scotland. Mm-hmm. Then there is North uh Ireland. North Ireland. Mm-hmm. And then there is Wales. And then there's Wales. And North Ireland is kinda weird because there's Ireland. And then there's And then North there's North Ireland, Ireland. But North Ireland and Ireland are not the same kind like they're not the same country, and they're not... But they're it's connected. Bit, yeah. They're on one island. It's, it's a bit confusing. It's political. Yeah. That's what it is. It's all political. So there's that. And together, that makes up the UK. Mm-hmm. Which was created through what? A lot of wars, a lot of conquering, a lot of wars, a lot of conquering. A lot of invasion, mm-hmm. basically. Blah, blah, blah. You know the story. We not interested. Moving on. (laughs) War, la, la, la. Invasion, la, la, la. Present day. Yeah. So, um, some more history about England. I teleported. Not so great. I mean, I teleported. Again. I mean, there's a lot of rich history there that is very monolithic. So... I even use rich history loosely, like, I'm not saying that to promote English culture and English, um, you know, history, because while they say that, like, is great history, like, there's a lot of other great history that has been damaged, destroyed, uh, appropriated, or even stolen by the English, so that part really sucks to say that this one country, like, has great culture but it went around destroying other cultures or traumatizing other cultures. Like, it doesn't really make their culture great, right? So, we know that part. Um, What are some things that you saw, some places that you saw that you thought were interesting? Let's take it back to a positive tone. One of the most, one of the interesting, oh gosh. Oliver, don't come, no, don't come through the front here. Please, stop. Okay. Okay, so what are we saying now? One one of the places that is in England is called Bath. Mm -hmm. That is its real name because that's where all the bathhouses and stuff would go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why are bathhouses significant? Because those are like... Because those are like spas, except you don't get spa treatment. You just like take a shower. Yeah, you just take a bath. So, like, once upon a time, people did not have bathrooms in their house. Mm-hmm. They had, like, a poo circle stone. Poo circle stone? I think. I don't know. I thought it was an outhouse. Well, I know I some places in, like, populated cities, they had bedpans that they threw outside on the street every morning. Other places, they had outhouses. But there was no bath or shower in the house. Mm-hmm. So, taking a bath every day wasn't a, a normal... Yeah, it wasn't a normal activity. Like you said, they had to go to bath where the bath house, where the bath, <laughs> where the bath houses were. Yeah. So a bath back in the day was kind of like a treat. Mm-hmm. Listen, children listening to this, this does not mean that you cannot take out a bath, take a bath. This does not mean that you get out of your hygiene practices, okay? We know better now. Back in the day when people were not taking baths, Regularly, there was lots of plagues, lots of sickness, lots of disease, and people dying at 25 years old. 
Mm-hmm. Now we take baths, we clean ourselves, we wash our hands, and we live to 90 plus. Yeah. Just from washing ourselves. Mm-hmm. So please, children. Like the average lifespan has gone up to like 80. That's a major difference. Exactly. So children, PSA, when your parents say it's time to take a bath, take your bath because you don't want bubonic plague in your house. Also, how about you take a bath without your parents prompting you? Just I, I think the, go do it. Wasn't like the bubonic plague like spread by like rodents? Yeah. People are eating like rodent liver or something. Oh, I never heard that before. That's not what I was taught. I can't say if it's true or not. That's something Mommy, that we need to look up because I'm curious. But yes, it definitely came from like um, Mommy, rat infestation. Came it came from like people not being clean. And it came from them not having enough burial places mm-hmm. for people who did die from the plague. So basically the disease spread from bad sanitation, from bad hygiene, from rodent infestation. It was just hey, hot mess. Hot mess. And of course, I'm just speaking from my educational perspective, which was limited, school-based, and paragraphs in a textbook, so it wasn't lengthy and extensive. So if you have more questions and you are curious, I encourage you to do your research because you're going to find a lot more information than I had access to when I was your age. I wonder why they named it the bubonic plague. Then etymology.com will help you figure that out. Yeah? Okay. Um, I just wanted to point out that, like, I learned about some new countries, which really, as a world traveler, is embarrassing. Some of the countries, I did not get to name the, like, I did not get to drop down the names. But I just found it interesting that, like, places like the Canary Islands and Malta are places that English people go for their holiday. Because they don't go to, like, Walt Disney World in Florida. (laughs) They don't go to Grandma's house. Right. They don't do staycations like we do in America because it's too expensive to travel in America that you can basically save your money, have the comforts of your home and other creature comforts and stay put. Right. Um, They go out. And I like that there's more countries to explore that I've never heard of, even as a world traveler, as a semester at C alumni. So I'm going to be doing a little bit more research on where English people do holiday mm-hmm. so that we can get our list going of like places that like when we talk about where we going people are like what you went to Maldives what's Maldives is that even a country is that really a place you just making that up you doing a staycation with your imagination no nope. the Maldives exist we're the going Maldives. to a real place okay you're going to go to Malta you're going to go to Canary Islands and other places that I never heard of before Because I don't like being ignorant. I love knowledge. I love exploration. I want to go somewhere I've never heard of before. Yeah. I want to be like, what? Where Where, am am I? What is this place? I don't know. Kuzakistan? Where where are we on the planet? I am embarrassed that I cannot pinpoint where that's at. So I have to go do my research. Kuzakistan? Mm-hmm. That sounds cool. My friend went there in like the dead of winter. And he said that like, if you blow breath out your mouth, like that, Could your you, like, breath see it. It like crystallizes. It crystallizes. That's how cold it is. Like you can see it. Like I'm like that's unbelievable. But that's... like I want to go see for myself. Yeah. And I don't like the cold. Can we not go in the winter though? I don't like the can cold. Can we not go in the winter? I do not want a vacation in the cold. The idea of being freezing and uncomfortable for vacation is not a vacation to me. But I would go there to stay in a cabin for one night just so I can go. And see what happens. <laughs> and I have to do quick because climate change is making places hotter. So that's yeah. not um, not always be around. Yeah. And Maybe. Also, for some reason, bringing freaking snow to Texas for some reason, huh? Like, what'd you say? Like there was a snow apocalypse a, a couple years back. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Here and in Texas. like ever since that snow apocalypse, every year. In January, we've had at least three days of snow. Yeah. And does it snow a lot in England? Uh, not a lot. Not a lot. Not very much. What's so, what more so, what's more so the weather in England? Rainy. Yeah, it's rainy. And to be honest, I could get used to that for a couple days. We don't get much rain down here, so. Yeah, not I anymore. could get used to that for a couple days. But it's not a couple days. It's like months and months and months of just dark. 
gloomy clouds and drizzle and rain. That sounds relaxing. Well, then you would like England. <laughs> but Scotland is nice and sunny. Yeah, so if we ever get tired of the way, we can just take a train ride up to Scotland. Up to Scotland, yeah. It's interesting to me that Scotland is more sunny than England. It, and, and yet it's they're so north. close together. Yeah, they're so close enough. They're attached. They're part of the same island. Mm-hmm. They're not separate. Again, the lines are political. They're not real. They're not geographic. They're man-made. But, like, the northern climate actually gets very different. I mean, it snows more in Scotland, so you'll have a few more weeks of snow than you would in England. But, like, when I went to Scotland, it was sunny all the time. I wore a vest, but, like, I just remember, like, having this fur collar vest and having to take it off because it was just so sunny and bright and, like, green filled with castles. It was just very picturesque and beautiful. And when I went to England, rain, 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 rain. It was just gloomy and I was hungry and don't even get me started on the food. Like food is very different there. Like like the breakfast. Let, tell me about English breakfast or the full breakfast. There Oh no, the full English. Excuse me. It's called the full English. There So there's beans, there's toast there's eggs and I and like and there's blood sausage or blood pudding, which, which is, is not pudding. What is not pudding? It's sausage. Yeah, and it's black. Mm-hmm. Not red. Mm-hmm. Which is very confusing. Don't get me wrong. I'm open to other cultures. I'm open to learning. Obviously, you can tell I have a little bit of of a of a crisp on my shoulder on my shoulder. England because I'm Caribbean and you know they mastered colonialism so there's that part but like there's certain things like I'm just I can't eat something called blood and it's black and looks like coagulated blood like if I didn't know what it was and I saw that on the menu I'd be like yeah I don't think I'm gonna get the full English breakfast if they had a different name for it I probably would try it but like now that I know what blood pudding is, if I ever see a black sausage, I'd probably just be like, I'm vegan. No, thank you. <laughs> Even though I'm a flexitarian, this would be my flex vegan time. Uh, I'm vegan. Right? Okay. Any more positive things that you enjoyed learning about England? There are beaches there. Yeah. I never thought about England and the beach. That was yeah, Those are two things that didn't correlate in our minds. Yeah. Like, I knew they would probably have beaches, but I think, think like people would hang out at them. Yeah. Considering like, the cold, rainy weather. So, let me get this. Hold on. So, technically, beaches are man-made. Technically. Because what they do is they level off the shoreline so that there isn't just a dip. Right? So, yes, I knew that England would have shorelines because it's an island or a series of islands, mm-hmm. but I never thought about Maybe there they being... Maybe they have, like, a, like, an old dock. Yeah, like, definitely the docks, you know, they had the greatest navy in the world at one point in time, which allowed them to conquer 90% of the planet, but, like, yes. Yeah, how did what? How did you get named? No, no, he's talking about, I think, are you talking about England? Yeah, how did I get named? Um, that was like, it got named, in, I don't know why it was named England, we have to look up the entomology of that, but I, it had to do with the Germans, the Germanic tribes, the Vikings and the Anglo-Saxons fighting over the island. And as the Anglo-Saxons were winning, England became England. I I don't know how they chose that name. I guess like, we can look up the like entomology as far of that. As we know, they just thought it was a nice name. Yeah, but let's see. Let's look up the entomology of England. The etymology of and England. also bubonic plague. Okay. Okay. Etymology. <laughs> 
etymology. We should we should make this into a research segment. Hold on. Okay. So yes, we're gonna go into our research segment with Miss Anna Amelia. But it's gonna be at the end of the video. I mean, I mean podcast. This is the reason. If the enchanted tent travels through England. In their cozy farmhouse. Oh, wait, I gotta say the title wrong. I already said the title, so I'm gonna repeat that again. Author Danny Oliver. In their cozy farmhouse, the living room was a mess of colorful sheets, soft pillows, and twinkling lights. Daniel and David were building something special. Every every time Dad travels for work, Daniel said, said while laying sheets over the dining chairs, we built this enchanted tent, and guess what? It takes us to where Daddy is. David's eyes grew big. Really? Like magic? Exactly like magic, she giggled. It's the gateway to adventures where they are. And about today's destination, England. Are you ready? David was bouncing with excitement while clapping his head. I don't want to see where Daddy is. As they, they closed the tent's opening, a mysterious cool breeze blew, making the fairy lights shine brighter. Their cozy living room started to feel different. The sounds of their farmhouse faded and replaced by city noises is growing louder. And curious, they peeked out from the tent and were amazed to find themselves on a busy London street. Big red buses zooming by, hearts pounding with excitement. They stepped out. Oh, to investigate their surroundings. Look, David. That poster says we can explore all over England. Danielle turned pointing to the bright side. Ooh, and a train station. Back in my storybooks. David chirped. Pointing excitedly at the famous underground sign. Daniel grabbed David's hand. Come on, let's hop on that train and see where it takes us. David's eyes sparkled. It's time for some real adventure. They ran towards the underground, their hearts pounding with excitement. Hopping on the train, and they watched the English countryside zoom by with rolling hands. Zoomed by rolling hills with sheep and tall castles touching the sky. Where are we? David pressed his nose to the window. In the countryside, Daniel smiled. England has old farms, even beaches. David looked surprised. Beaches? In England? Danielle nodded. Every place has its secrets. Soon, um, they'll be at the Perranport Beach. Daniel pointed to a unique structure. That's a sundial, a sun clock. David squealed. It looks like a clock made of dinosaur fossils. There are ancient tools people used long ago, Daniel explained. David scratched his head. I am confused. How do you all the time at night or on rainy days? Daniel giggled. I am the sun honey day only school. At night people use the stars to tell time. Together they watched the sundial of shadow dance slowly. The ocean's water they was do something to resist. They could help themselves as they dipped their toes in their feet. Finally they legs, they giggled and splashed around. But a man's loose one, David's stomach decided to join the conversation with a loud rumble. I'm so hungry, he explained, holding his belly. I'm super hungry every time. Two, I think. 
Before Danielle could respond, a sudden one powerful wave came rushing in, catching them both by surprise. The world spun, water whizzed by, but as but as quickly as it began, it ended. The siblings had found themselves spat onto a new beach, blinking away in the seawater. They looked around until they saw a sign. Seaburn Beach Heritage Trail Blue Lagoon Pool. And as they, and as if the universe heard David's plea, right in front of them was the most charming tea cottage. With the look, with the delicious scent of freshly baked cake wafting out. Inside, a kind lady handed the jumpers to warm up. Then, to David's joy, confusion, a plate full of beans, tomatoes, mushrooms, almost eggs, toast, and, and peculiar black discs was placed before him. Beans for breakfast? I am confused. Danielle laughed. It's a traditional full English breakfast, but we'll have to see. Get the blood pudding. It's not a roving them. Also, it's it sounds scary, but it's not. It sounds scary, but it's not. If you need reference, you can line it up like that. Ninety-four. It's right there. David. I poked at his beans with his fork, looking puzzled. English is different. And you know, just wait until we have chips for lunch. Bellies full, well, it was time to hit the road again. Look at all the trucks, Danielle. How do they fit down in the tiny streets, David asked. Eyes wide. Those aren't called trunks in England. They're, they call them lorries. Danielle corrected with a smile. David mustard. Monster lorry sounds weird. Language is a puzzle, Danielle shrugged. Looking around on the, the side things along the streets. England's puzzle has many pieces. But I have a brain to figure it all out. Danielle declared proudly. He tapping his, his temple with like his brain. Oh. As they, they wandered through well, the as they wandered through the cobble street. It's, they spotted a lorry driver preparing to make a delivery with a bit of cat-like ninja magic. They hitched on ride. Where are we going? David whispered into Danielle. To Danielle. As the lorry made a turn to a city called Bath, Danielle whispered back, her eyes sparkling with excitement. It's famous for, a, for its ancient Roman bathhouses. The lorry finally came to and stopped in front of a grand building with pillars and statues. Steam rose from inside, carrying a mystical aura. Inside, they marveled at the large pools filled with naturally warm water and with hieroglyphic Roman people lounging around. Oh, it's safe when we go to Swan Kingdom with Mommy. See, David explained, imagining the spa days with Mom. Danielle nodded. Exactly. But these baths are super old from Roman times. The people used to come here to relax and chat. Just like we do on spa days. David appeared in the water. Can we jump in? Danielle shook her head. Not these ones. Long ago, people didn't know that the standing water can have tiny invisible germs. Sometimes those germs made people sick. So now we use chemistry science to keep spa pools safe. This past house is, is to look and learn about the past. David gasped his wise open. Oh no! Oh, no germy water for me, thank you. They wandered down the long, mysterious hallway, passing statues of ancient people playing angles. Saxon Jutes and Britons. 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 Soon, 
room that they entered the Museum of England. Did you know how David and England comes from England? The land of the Angles? Daniel Stick started reading from the ancient artifact. David's eyes lit up. <laughs> England is a mix of different people from long ago. Daniel nodded. Exactly. And a melting pot of culture, traditions, and history from every continent on earth. Just as they were for deep in thought. Just as they were deep in thought about England's history, and David suddenly decided to join the conversation with the round one. I'm so hungry. He exclaimed. He exclaimed, holding his belly. Before Danielle could respond, a sudden powerful vortex slips them back through the ancient tunnels, catching them both by surprise. The museum fun artifacts whizzed by, but as quickly as it began, it ended. The siblings found themselves splashed yes, out in Cheltenham, where their dad was, saying, brushing off the dust. Guessing the best from the museum exploration. They looked around and saw a sign Cheltenham Twin Towns. And as if the universe heard all David's plea, he erected in front of them what was an eating house. It's with delicious sizzling of pies and venting, laughing, and lit. Laughing and finally out. Danielle ordered chips. David's eyes whitened. Chips? But that's a snack. Are we allowed? Danielle laughed. Here, chips means fries. And they're a meal, especially with salt and vinegar. Next stop, air- the airfield where Dad's working. Danielle announced, eager to continue exploring. They boarded a private plane flying like birds over the UK. They gazed at the green meadows of England and rigid mountains of Scotland, the peaceful life of North Ireland, and the deep valleys of Wales. Flying hot, they met a family chatting about their spring holidays in the Canary Islands and Malta. David pictured families playing on the sunny beaches. It's so different from the usual rainy days in England. Wow, we've discovered so much, David Brooks, his nose pressed against the window. Oh, and there's so much more to explore, Danielle added, her eyes shimmering with excitement. Settling down for afternoon tea, they sipped tea and nibbled on scones with fruit jam and nut meal, meal cream? Milk. Oh. With a play for a smurf. Daniel, I'll ask David to Cornish or Devonshire scone style. David's spewing crumbles he scarfed up. A Devonshire cream did a strawberry jam laid scone mumbled. I just like to eat! I'm a food monster! Daniel, around. Well, this is just drunk. Whatever. It's cold and cream. It all tastes delicious. And it ends up the same price. A food monster. But the baby's head came in. We're too nice. Daniel, sure. We're too nice. We're too nice. We're too nice. One to travel with. Once the last brother is to buy toys. Is it to buy toys? It's a magical doorway appeared on this and the tea table's cloth. They crawled out and found themselves back in their cozy living room. The house was filled with an aroma of supper. Kids, it's time for dinner. Mom called out. Mom's soup 
is super not Jenner, David Rowe. Oh, yes, I thought I could hang a fair and going to our high tea time. She went. Okay. David went beans now. The family gathered around the table with plates of brimming, brimming with food as they shared laughter and recounted memories of their enchanted and dirty. Sparkling with excitement, David boasted, Daddy, I have a big brain because discovering new things makes my brain bigger. Daniel oh, oh, whispered. Daniel whispered. Daddy, right, the next family is going to make an English holiday. How about six weeks in the Canary Islands or Malta? They even managed to say goodnight on FaceTime to Dad on FaceTime. The rectangular beam of light returned with a burst of shimmering rays. The door to the room became a portal to another dimension of adventure, swirling with colors and emanating a soft glow that enticed them to step through. Squeezing one each other's hand, as they jumped in, looking back, Daniel stated with confidence, Tomorrow we'll just go over amazing new adventures. David reached and the day after that, and the day after that, and the day after that, and the day after that. The end. Well done. Thank you. Thoughts on the story? Uh, it was a really good story. I like the structure. But I think you spelled milk wrong. That's M-Y-L-K is how you spell vegan milk, nut milk. Oh! Yeah. So, so M-I-L-K like, yeah. is for cow's milk. Yeah, so I was like, why does it say milk? Mm-hmm. We spell it with a Y to indicate that it's it's vegan, that it's plant-based. Oh. Mm-hmm. oh I was so confused. I was like, wait. What was your favorite part of the story? I think my favorite part was when they went to the beach. Mm. Mm-hmm. My favorite part was every time they got sucked away to go eat, <laughs> especially when they were arguing over tea time, yeah. whether it's Devonshire or Cornish style, cream and then jam or jam and then cream. Well, my favorite part is thus I wish we can just go back to San Diego again. Yes, we have to do a story about our San Diego travels. That'll be the next one that I work on, okay? Note to self, work on the San Diego book. Okay, let me just make a note so I can put it in my brain. Okay. San Diego. Okay. Welcome. Miss Anna Amelia's research segment on the research entomology. News, research Sorry, news. my bad. So you say, introduce it yourself then. Welcome to Miss and Amelia's Research News, where we research things that are related to the topic of the video. What video? The England video for this video. What video? <laughs> this is a I, podcast. I mean podcast. I mean podcast. Do do do. Okay, here you go. Entomology of England. Okay. Old English, England, England, oh, what? England, England, literally, eh, uh, wait, what? I'm confused. Literally, the land of angels is what it says here. So I guess that was the meaning, I guess. I'm confused. See? Oh, no. Hold on. <laughs> it's the land of angles. Oh, angles. Mm-hmm. So I guess that, um, you know, <laughs> being that the Anglo-Saxons were winning, there was the Anglos, land of the Angles, and then Angla land, England. I'm just thinking, when you said that, an image of just England, but with, like, angles, 
yeah. appeared. It was like all right angles. <laughs> Just only right angles appeared in my brain. <laughs> so the entomology of England is? Land of the angles. Mm -hmm. Which turned into? England. Angla land. Angla land, which turned into England. Mm -hmm. And this is... By late Old English times, both words had come to use with a clear sense of place, not people. A Dane Canute is first to call himself King of England by 14C. The name was being used in reference to the entire island of Great Britain and to the land of the Celts, Celtic Britons before the Anglo-Saxon conquest. Really? So how could it be the Angles land if it was before the Anglo-Saxon conquest? I don't know. <laughs> this was supposed to get us not confused. Now I'm more now, confused. Now, exactly. I'm more confused, too. This is not the purpose of this, of this website. What website? Oh, this purpose. Oh, this website. Sorry. Technically, of the Angles by Eng Inglisk. English also was used for the earliest times without distinction for all Germanic invaders. What? So Angles were Germanic invaders, Angles, Saxon, Jutes, and applied to their group of related languages. The name English for the language is thus older than the name England for the country. Mm -hmm. Suffice to say, it was not named England on purpose. It was just something that happened over time during the different peoples invading. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I see why you don't want to go into the politics of England because you're right. It's a little too, <laughs> too much drama and too much heartache and pain and too much invasion and war. And just like... Yeah. I want to chill. Right? I don't want to feel... Like, stressed. Right? Because of this. Like, this should not make me feel stressed. Right. Right. But at least we, we took our time. We went through the process. We learned more about England than we knew the day before. Mm -hmm. And we are smarter now, right? Mm -hmm. And hopefully through time and experience and actually getting to go there, we shall see a brighter side. For ourselves. Mm -hmm. A weird side, a different side, a culture shock side, an entertaining side, and a knowledge building side. Expl mm -hmm. Exploratory side. Exploratory. Yes. Okay. Wait, weren't we going to research something else? Yes, what was the other thing that you went Bubonic to Bubonic plague. Okay. Because the name doesn't sound that threatening. From the show, and Daddy and and Ivy was watching mm -hmm. with well, the person making popcorn. What does that have to do with bubonic plague? Oh, not about that. Okay, let's and get back to watching something. Okay. And also that black thing. And it was SCP. What? And it was an SCP. You seen that the bubonic doctor's mask in SCP? I am so confused. Right yeah. Now. Okay, so back on I topic. I looked in a game and I looked on it and it says it's at SCP because I saw the arrows because I saw the arrows pointing right here. Okay. And also, well, the word bubonic, bubonic, that came from the Latin word bubo. Oh, which, which means oh, you have to do that to summon it. Bubos? 
that to do that to summon it? Bubonis. Genitive bubonis. Or swelling of oh. the lymph glands. So that's where that's where the word bubonic plague comes from, the swelling of lymph glands. And it also has another name, the Black Death, mm -hmm. which sounds much more scary because it has death in it. Mm -hmm. And since mommy doesn't always know best, how was the bubonic plague spread? So so the rats had ticks, and the ticks spread fleas. the fleas, and the fleas spread the bubonic plagues to people because people didn't often wash themselves. Oops. Mm -hmm. And so they were walking around these fleas infecting them. Why do they have to wash themselves? So you don't have fleas living on you. What's fleas? This is fleas. It's these bugs. Like that. That's what it looks like in real life. So they're almost kind of like see-through-ish. And they attach themselves to your skin. Like dogs and cats get fleas all the time. So people Wait, give them special colors. So that fleas don't... don't aren't attracted to them and Mommy, don't want to stick to their body. Same with ticks. Watch those glassy things. That's his body. Oh. I told you, it's like semi-transparent. No, this, that's cracking. Oh, no, that's just um skin. That's human skin. Oh. That's not glass, that's human skin. Where? They're showing how, how the flea attaches itself to someone's body. But the flea is so tiny, the skin looks like something other than skin. Because you're so close up on it. Anything else you want to share? Nope. Share and subscribe. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. What's this podcast called? Apparently <laughs> <laughs> the podcast is now Roar. Roar. What's the name of the podcast? Roar. <laughs> oh no. I'm sure pages roar dinosaurs of our lives. And what should people do? Like and subscribe. And share. And share. This channel. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you heard it from our resident dinosaur. <laughs>